Hello, good morning. This is Rick Pina, and I am bringing you today's word for July 22nd, 2022. Now, July 22nd is today. Before I get into the message for this morning, I need to share with you. Oh, my niece is watching from Dominica. Love you. God bless you. I need to share with you that um, this will be the, the, the last live message per se uh, that I'm going to share for a few weeks. So this is what's going to happen. I'm about to go on vacation. Uh, so Monday, this Monday coming up, I turned 50 years old, 50, and I'm excited. I, I'm really looking forward to this. My family has a bunch of stuff planned. We're going to the Dominican Republic tomorrow. We have a family reunion scheduled for Sunday. We have my birthday, my 50th birthday celebration on Monday. And then Isabella turns 50, like eight days after that. And we have a whole thing set up for Isabella. And so anyway, this is a big deal. We're going to give out 600 backpacks while we're there. Those of you that follow me on social media, you're going to see us do missionary work and give out this and do all of those things. But we're also going to take a sabbatical. I've been praying about this and the Lord gave me a release. So I, I'm looking, man, I am so looking forward to taking a break. I, I need to take a knee, but I'm going to be gone for three weeks. And I was like, Lord, I don't, you know, you know, whenever you've released me before, it wasn't that long. And so this is what I'm going to do. I, thank God for technology. So yes, I, I will tell you, you could just go to the, the, the podcast or you can go to youtube.com. There's like 2,700 videos there that you can watch, but this is what I'm actually going to do for you. I'm going to go and I'm going to schedule some videos uh, that I'll pick and these videos will go out at 7 a.m. Eastern and it's going to stream live. So it's going to be just like this. Now, it'll, it'll be a flashback video, but it's still going to stream live. For those of you that enjoy the, the Grace Life community to come together and you chat and you, you're sharing things in the chat, you'll still be able to do that. It's still going to go live on three Facebook pages. It's still going to go live on YouTube. So if you watch on Facebook, any of those pages, or if you watch, watch on YouTube, you can still come here Monday through Friday, 7 a.m. And it's, and it's still going to be a message and, and it'll be streaming live and you'll still be able to chat. It's just that I'll be resting. All right. So, so anyway, I believe that these messages will be a blessing to you. I'm going to set this thing up for you. And, uh, and I pray that, um, yeah, that those messages will pour into you. And while I'm resting, that you'll still be receiving the word of God. And I'm going to ask you to do me a favor. Uh, I really, I'm looking forward to this, like, you know, whatever the Lord is going to speak to me in this season. And so for those that are part of the Patreon, I'll still be sharing some of those videos, but, uh, I'm going to ask you to pray for me. Pray for me and my family uh, while I seek to just seek the Lord and, and spend time with God and, and take a knee. Rest is spiritual. And so we need that as well. And uh, I'm looking forward to it. So pray for me. I'm going to pray for you. All right. All right. So let's get into the word. Praise God for that. Yeah. <laughs> Monique, you call it the Golden Club. I like that. I, glory to God. I'm looking forward to the Golden Club. All right. So listen, uh, this is God's grace and our faith, part 62. God's grace and our faith, part 62, the title of today's message is God Called You by Grace. Get ready to receive the word. All right, so let's get into the word for this morning. John 1 and 14, John 1 and 17 are our foundational scriptures. And then I have some other scriptures to share with you in this morning. Let's go. 
John 1 to 14, the Bible says, the word became flesh. Jesus became flesh. He dwelt among us. We were able to behold his glory. It is the glory of the only begotten of the Father who came from the Father, full of grace and truth. In John 1 and 17, the Bible says, the law was given by Moses, but grace and truth came through the Lord Jesus Christ. And yesterday I made a point, man, that was a good point. The Holy Spirit told me that your life is not an audition. Like you're, you're not on audition trying to prove to God that you're good enough for your divine assignment. And so that really blessed me. Like, you know, just the term, like thinking, oh, I need to go on this interview. I need to go through this audition. No, no, we're not on our audition. We're not trying out, you know, for God's team. We're already on the team. And so, so it's not that, you know, we're trying to be worthy. Jesus made us worthy. God accepts us and uses us by his unearned and amazing grace. And so I'm going to flow in that vein today by focusing on the Apostle Paul. The Apostle Paul said, this is what he said in Galatians 1, 15 and 16, but even before I was born, God chose me and he called me by his marvelous grace. Now, that would be a great statement for all of us, but, but for the Apostle Paul, even more. Why? Because the Apostle Paul did some things that were crazy against Christians. He fought against the cause of Christ and God was saying, listen to Paul, all that stuff you did, it never changed my mind about you, son. All that stuff you did, I made plans for you before you were born. Before you were in your mother's womb, my plans for you were already set. And all those things that you did that were wrong, all those things that you did were that were against my son and against the cause of Christ, I already knew you were going to do those things and I called you anyway. I didn't call you by merit. I called you by grace. The Apostle Paul went on four missionary journeys. He became a pastor of pastors. He wrote half the New Testament. And it was, he was, I believe, besides Jesus, the most influential man of the first century church. But if you asked him, his story is not a story that he would have written. When he was a kid, he had a different concept of what he wanted to do with his life. When he was a kid, he was going down a different path. And thank God, put this in the chat, thank God for grace. The grace of God was there. God's plans were already set. Put this in the chat. God's plans for my life were set before I was born. God's plans for my life were set before I was born. And then even all the crazy stuff that I did as a Dominican kid from Brooklyn, all the crazy things that I did in East New York, Brooklyn, God was like, that stuff is not going to disqualify you because my son qualified you from the foundations of the world. Paul grew up as Saul of Tarsus. Paul had different plans. Paul grew up as Saul of Tarsus. He was being groomed to be part of the Jewish religious elite. Uh, he He studied under Gamaliel, the greatest teacher of the law at the time. And and he was mentored by the Pharisees of the Pharisees, right? And so when you think about that, Paul was going down a path. He was investing his time, his energy, his effort. Like those of us that have mentors, you know how important our mentors are. He had mentors that were part of the Jewish religious elite, but his his mentors fought against Jesus. His mentors fought against the cause of Christ and he was being mentored down that path. And so he was, he was there, like he was there when the first Christian martyr, Stephen, was being stoned. The Bible says that when, when Stephen was killed, Jesus stood up. Jesus is seated at the right hand of God, the father in heaven. And, and when Jesus looked down and Stephen was being killed, the first Christian martyr at, of the New Testament church, Jesus stood up, more glory to God. And when Jesus stood up, Paul was down there. Paul was a little boy. He wasn't big enough to, to throw any stones and kill Stephen, but he, he held the coats of the men that were there. He was like, okay, he, he was there as a mentee. He was like, I'll hold your coats while we kill this Christian, these Christian people. They're not Jews. He thought he was doing, watch this. He thought he was doing all of this 
in the name of God. That's how crazy religious religion is. He was holding the coats of the men that were there. And then later he led the movement. Later he was the, he was a terrorist against the cause of Christ. Later he was having Christians killed, burned alive at the stake, filling Colosseums, throwing Christians into the Colosseums, opening up the gates, having lions and tigers eat, up, eat Christians alive. And people are cheering. Why? Just because they named the name of Jesus. And Paul was the leader of this movement. And when he thought about all of that, he says, you know what? God called me from my mother's womb. Ain't that crazy? Like, like, like God knew all the stuff I was going to do. And God called me anyway. Like God, God knew all the all the mistakes that I made. I was I was zealous. I, I put my heart, my time, my energy, my effort into the wrong thing. I was fighting against the cause of Christ. And God called me anyway from my mother's womb. God's plan for my life was already set. Put that in the chat. Say it's already set and it's already done. Come on, man. I I wish you was around somebody so you could high five them. That's a good one. Let's get into the word for this morning. I have four things to share with you in this morning. This is gonna be good. I'm telling you right now. Is going to be good. Open up your heart to receive. You ready? Four things. Number one, here we go. God made plans for you before the world began. I taught you this like a million times, but it's worth repeating. While Paul was being groomed to go up every rung of the ladder of the Jewish religious elite, God's plan for his life was already set. It was already done. There was nothing that the apostle Paul could do while he was living at Saul of Tarsus that could change God's plans. Think about that for a minute. Even though he was doing the wrong thing, even though his heart was in doing the wrong thing, there was nothing he could do to change God's plans. Like God's plans were already set and God's plans were set for him. God's plans already set for you. While Paul was investing his time, his energy, his effort, while he was being groomed, while he was being mentored, while he was getting up every morning, working hard to be the, the Saul of Tarsus, God already had other plans. And so to be clear, if Paul, look at me, this is an important point. If Paul, while he was living at Saul of, Saul of Tarsus, had continued down that path, and when God tried to get a hold of him, if he ignored God, because he could, if he ignored God and continued to be Saul of Tarsus and, and, and was very successful within the eyes of the Jewish religious elite, and, and, and you know in that movement fighting against the cause of Christ, had he been successful doing that and not what God called him to do, then this world may have call, called them a success. The Jewish religious elite may have called them a success, but he would never be a success in heaven because in heaven, success is measured in purpose. In heaven, success is only measured in the amount of your purpose that you accomplished before you died. God sent you to this planet for his divine purpose, and you will only be a success when you finish it. When you find it, follow it, and finish it before you die. You discover it, develop in it, and deploy into it, and get it done before you die while you're in the land of the living. That's the only way you spell success. How do you spell success in the kingdom? P-U-R-P-O-S-E. Success in the kingdom is measured in purpose and the church said amen. See, God's plan for your life is fixed and it was established before the world began. Nothing, look at me, I'm trying to, mm, nothing you do and nothing you will ever do, nothing you have done is gonna cause God to change his mind about you. There's nothing. Now, when you do something wrong, this is what the devil says. The devil will say, ooh, you messed up now. Ooh, you, no, no. There's nothing you can do to cause God to change his mind about you. God, God knew everything you're going to do anyway, and he still called you. The only way to truly succeed as a man or woman of God is by dying to self, 
giving yourself over to God, dying to sin, uh, Satan, self, and selfishness, and then becoming the man or the woman that God has called you to be. Success in the kingdom is measured in purpose. You got it? Number two, God calls you by his grace and not by your works. Paul did nothing to earn or to deserve the call. Matter of fact, you can make the argument that Paul worked really hard on fighting against it. Paul did nothing to earn it. Paul did nothing to deserve it, but he worked hard against it and God called him anyway. The same can be said for you. God does not call you because of your works. God called you because of his purpose and his grace, right? And so, so God's, matter of fact, let me read to you 2 Timothy 1 and 9. This is what the Bible says. God saved us and called us with the holy calling. If you're saved, put this in the chat. God saved me and called me. God didn't just save you because if, if all he wanted was for you to die and go to heaven, then and you're born again, you would, you would be gone. The fact that you're still here means you have a calling. So God saved you and called you with a holy calling so that your life could be about something that's bigger than you. And the Bible says, not because of anything that we've done. God didn't call you because of something that you did. The Bible says he didn't save us and call us to a holy calling because of anything we have done, but because of his own purpose and his own grace. So God gave you the purpose, the grace for the, your purpose. Yeah, God gave you the assignment, the grace for the assignment. And oh my God, this is so good. The Bible says this grace was given to us in Christ Jesus before the beginning of time. Let me read that again slowly for the people in the back. The Bible says this grace was given to us in Christ Jesus before the beginning of time. So before you messed up, before you did all the, the grace of God was already on you. Put this in the chat. Say, God's grace is already on me. You're not working for it. You're not on audition. You're not trying to prove to God you're good enough because you're not. You're not trying to earn it because you can't. So just accept it. God's call on your life is finished. It will not change. Romans 11 and 29 says, for God's gifts and his call are irrevocable. English is a second language for me, but let me tell you something. The word irrevocable means what it means. It means that God can't take it back. God will never renege on you. God will never say, oh, you messed up now. Let me take. No, the gifting and the calling of God on your life is irrevocable. God will never, God will never change his mind about you. Now, if you don't, there's people that don't accept Jesus as Lord and they go to hell and it's not like God wanted them to go to hell. And so, so they, they go, if you go to heaven or go to hell, it's only because of either accepting Jesus or rejecting Jesus. But at the end of the day, God, when, when God uses us, it's not because God is changing his mind. Oh, he's doing stuff good. Oh, he has my approval. Oh, he's doing stuff bad. Mm, she, she doesn't have my approval. No, no, it's the grace of God. And so, so the gifting and the calling of God are irrevocable. You cannot disqualify yourself from something you never qualified for in the first place. All you can do as a believer is accept it, believe it, receive it, walk in it, pursue it, because you know it's the grace of God. And so when you live that way, your life will be an amazing life. Why? Because you're living the grace life. It's the grace of God. This week when I was in uh, St. Louis, I was talking to somebody that hopefully we may wind up partnering, doing some, some things in the Dominican Republic around missions. But anyway, we were talking, you know, he saw the school. He was like, man, mi hermano, he's Dominican. He was like, buena obra, mi hermano. Like, that's a good work and all of that. man. That, and I said, well, the grace of God. He said, no, but yeah, but yeah, I understand it's the grace of God, but you did. No, 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 no. It's the grace of God. No, but I understand it's the grace of God, but you, 
you and your wife, you guys had to, you know, no. See, this is what people that don't understand the grace life, they, 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 they think they're being like, they actually think that this is biblical to try to say, well, to try to rationalize that it's it's God and it's you and it's you and it's God, but almost like, hey, but don't don't disqualify me or don't discredit the fact that I put in all this work. Don't disqualify or don't discredit the fact that I contributed to my success. Let, listen to me. Let's be clear about something. Even whatever you think you contributed to your success is the grace of God. Even whatever, whatever you think you put into it, it was still given to you by God's grace because it was given to you by the grace of God before the world began. So don't, don't try to take God's credit. Just acknowledge God, yield to him. It's much better that way. He gets the glory. We get the benefits. Jesus said in Mark 8, 34 and 35, um, any of you, the, these are Jesus's words. So if you have a paper Bible, these words are in red, right? Jesus said, any of you who want to be my disciple must stop thinking about yourself and what you want. Let me read that again. Make sure you got it. Jesus said, any of you who want to become my disciple, you got to stop thinking about yourself and what you want. Your life is not about you. Your life is all about him. Jesus said, you must be willing to carry the cross that is given to you for following me. He says, if you come to me, just like when you join the army, you're like, oh, you're a new soldier. Let me issue you some stuff. Oh, you're a new believer. You're born again. Come over here. Let's get in this line. I have to issue you. What are you going to issue me? I'm issuing you a cross. There's a personal cross for you. you. I'm issuing this cross and you have to die to self so you can become the man or the woman that God called you to be. Any of you, Jesus said, who try to save your life, you try to come to God, but you're trying to hold on to your old life. Jesus said, that don't work. You're going to lose it. But if you give up that life, you're going to gain an amazing life because it will be the life that I gave you from the foundations of the world. Let me tell you something. You can put this in the chat. God has never required any less than all of you. God has never required. Put this in the chat. God has never required any less than all of me. So God, God's requirement of me is not 10% or a tithe of my time or my talent. No, no, no. God requires 100%. God requires, God has never required any less than all of you. There is a personal cross issued to you when you come to Jesus. And, and so your job is to carry that cross and die to self daily. And the church said, amen. Number three, many believers are working hard to earn what God has already provided. Many believers are, are trying to work hard to earn something. What are they trying to earn? Stuff that God already gave them. That doesn't make it. So, so let me, let me explain. While the Apostle Paul was living as Saul of Tarsus, it's clear that he was a driven man. I mean, this dude was, was, was methodical. He was focused. He was hardworking and all of that. And he was working hard to become part of the Jewish religious elite. And he worked hard on persecution, persecuting Christians. And the crazy part about it is he thought he was doing this for God, right? This is why religion is dangerous. He thought he was doing this for God. He didn't know that he already had God's approval. He, he was doing this to try to be approved with God, to be good with God. And he already had God's approval. Jesus had already made him approved and worthy in God's eyes, in the Father's eyes. Jesus had already made him pleasing in the Father's sight. Jesus had already provided everything that he was working hard to obtain, right? So life in Christ is not about you trying to obtain. No, Jesus already obtained for me. So now I'm just going to receive and maintain what Jesus obtained for me. So he was working hard. He spent years trying to work hard and he was actually doing the wrong thing. And it was not until he died to self, yielded to God, died to Saul of Tarsus, so he could become the apostle Paul, 
And it wasn't about anything that he did. It was about what God had already planned for him to do from the foundations of the world, which is why he had to write, looking back over his life, God called me from my mother's womb. See, don't work on trying to get God's approval. Let me, let me slow down on this point. Don't work on trying to get God's approval. You're already approved. Don't, the, your work would never be good enough anyway, by the way, but you're already approved. The only way to be pleasing in God's sight is to embrace the grace that Jesus already provided for you. Don't work on trying to be holy. Wait a minute, Brother Pena. What do you say? Listen, you can't work on being holy. You have to accept the fact that Jesus made you holy. You, you walk, you are holy because God is holy. You walk in holiness because Jesus already made you holy. So when you start living the life that Jesus already planned for you from the foundations of the world, then you are holy and set apart. You can't work on being righteous because you're good. You can never earn righteousness. Jesus was righteous for you. All you could do is to enter into God's rest concerning the righteousness of God that was imputed onto you. So stop trying to earn things that Jesus already provided for you. Rest in God's finished work. Say amen to that. Put this in the chat. Say, I'm learning how to rest. I'm learning. I'm learning. I'm... All right, number four, last point for today and for this week and going into the weekend and I'm excited. I'm about to go on vacation. All right, number four. You ready? Your life will change forever. The day you die to self and you learn how to enter into God's rest for his finished work. This is the grace life. See, when you know that you're not working to attain anything, you're not striving, now you're, you're, you're at peace and you can actually live by faith and you can live, faith believes and receives. Faith pursues what God has already provided. Faith is like, okay, God, whatever, I'm down for whatever. As you open up doors, as you show me, as you got, I'm not going to strive. I'm not going to stress. I'm just going to be open. And Holy Spirit, what do you want me to do? Holy Spirit, as you lead me, guide me, direct me, I'm good. I'm going to go walk this thing out. I'm not stressing. Don't make the mistake, but don't make the mistake of thinking that the message of God's grace is a, is a license for laziness. And like you don't have to do anything. Remember, I've taught you a lot. A lot of times that you don't work for grace, but you work by grace. And there's a revelation of a difference. I'm working by the grace of God. I'm not working for by human effort. But when I give myself over to the grace of God, watch this, I will work harder than probably I ever have worked in my life. People this week in St. Louis was like, man, how do you and Isabella do all these things? Listen, it's the grace of God, man. People say, you will work harder than you ever have in your life, but it won't be you doing it. It will be the grace of God doing it through you. He will give you the words. He will perform the work. He will give you the, the strength. The apostle Paul understood the grace of God. He knew that he was not worthy. He was not worthy to be an apostle, to be an apostle, but God called him anyway. Jesus was worthy for him. He, he knew that, that he was like, you know, I got to work hard. <laughs> he worked harder than all the other apostles, but even then it wasn't him doing it. He said in 1 Corinthians 15 and 10, I worked harder than all the other, all the other apostles. But then again, it wasn't even me. It was the grace of God working through me. See, when you understand what the apostle Paul understood, you can work and rest at the same time. Put this in the chat. I work and rest at the same time. I, I'm learning how to work and rest at the same time. I'm working and I'm resting and I'm resting and I'm working and I get good sleep and I, I'm not pulling my hair out and my body doesn't break down. Why? Because I'm working and I'm resting at the same time. You got it? All right, so let's close this message out with a declaration of faith. 
I want you to lift up your voice and speak this over your life. Say, Father, there was a time in my life where I worked hard on obtaining your approval. I worked hard on being holy. I worked hard on being righteous, <laughs> but nothing I ever did could ever be good enough. Thankfully, now I understand the gospel. So Jesus was good enough for me. My job is to rest in his finished work. I am holy because Jesus made me holy. I am righteous because you imputed Jesus's righteousness onto me. I now understand that I cannot work for grace, but I work by grace. I work harder than I ever have, but I don't stress. I don't get burnt out. My body doesn't break down. My soul is at peace and I get sweet sleep. This happens, Father, because I'm not the one doing it. You live in me. You live through me. So by your grace, I am able to work and rest at the same time. <laughs> Living this way, I know greater is coming for me. I declare this by faith in Jesus' name. Amen. This is today's word. So please apply it and prosper. If you're not getting these messages, please go to todaysword.org. Click on the big red subscribe button to get my notes. All the notes are for free. So click on the subscribe button, put in your email address. You're going to get all my notes in your email inbox every day for free. Listen, I love you. God loves you more. Uh, I thank God for you. I appreciate you. I'm excited about going to the Dominican Republic. I want to thank all the people that sold, all of our partners that partnered with us. We met the budget. We have all the money for the backpacks. We're giving away 600 backpacks, 1,200 notebooks, 600, you know, all of that stuff. And we're doing that next week. I'll be posting pictures. Thank you for partnering up with us to make that happen. Thank you for all of our partners always sowing into the ministry, helping us to be a blessing in the Dominican Republic and beyond. Listen, I love you. Isabella and I, we both love you. We pray for you. We appreciate you. We thank God for you. Thank you for our partners. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. May the grace of God. And matter of fact, let me, can I pray for you real quick as I release you and I go on vacation? Can I do that? Let me just pray for you for those that are still on. Father, I thank you for every person that's listening now and those who will watch later. I pray, Father, that you would bless, the, bless them richly, that, that you would cause your face and your favor to shine upon them, that your favor will go before them like a shield, that you would bless the work of their hands, that, that everything they put their hands to do would prosper, that you would, uh, that you would give them multi-generational favor and success, that, that not only will they experience your best, but I speak a blessing over them, their children and their children's children, that they would pour into, the, into their children the things that you have poured into them, that their children and their children's children will see an example of righteousness in their parents and grandparents. I pray, Father, that they would walk in the holiness and the righteousness wherewith Jesus has already provided, that they would get sweet sleep, that you that they would have divine revelation, that you would speak to them clearly concerning your purpose for their life in this season, that they would know who they are, that they would know what they're called to do, that they would see themselves as Jesus is in this world, that they would walk over to the mirror and be at peace, that they would love themselves, believe them, believe what, what they what you believe about them, that they would be at peace with themselves, that they would be comfortable in their own sin, that, skin, that they would walk with a level of confidence and boldness that is uncommon, that they would have uncommon 
sudden success because they have supernatural favor. That's my prayer for them in Jesus name. Amen. Glory to God. You received that prayer. I love you. I appreciate you. Remember, it'll still be going live with some, some flashback messages. So still tune in. Have an amazing day. Have an amazing weekend. The best is yet to come. Leave me some comments in the chat. If this message was a blessing to you, share this message on your social media, on your timeline, and with your friends. I love you, and God loves you more. If you enjoyed this content and you would like to learn more about our ministry or you would like to partner with our ministry, please visit ripministries.org. You will learn there what we're doing in the Caribbean, providing a Christ-based education to Haitian children in the Dominican Republic. We also provide them a hot meal every day. If you would like to partner with us, click on the donate button. All the donations are tax deductible in the United States. If you don't have my book, Level Up Your Life, go to rickpina.co and get the book today. From rickpina.co, you'll also see that I have journals and I also have some other products and apparel and etc. all centered around the grace life. And then lastly, if you enjoy this content, but you want direct access to Isabella and I, the Lord impressed it upon my heart for Isabella and I to start mentoring people, giving people access to us to be able to ask us questions. We're answering questions about ministry, about missions, nonprofit, for-profit. I'm addressing things as far as how I preach, our approach to preaching. We're putting out private content just for a specific group in the Patreon. So please visit patreon.com forward slash Rick Pina if you're interested in this material. Have an amazing day.